Well, hello, hello, hello out there. It is Ginger Minge once again with another exciting edition of Local Queen. And this week I am in beautiful, gorgeous, this time it really is exotic, Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm here with one of my favorite queens in general, local, global, whatever you, what may have you, Backpage, Craigslist, uh, <laughs> We don't do that anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Only fans. Whatever you've got. It is the beautiful, the talented, my sister from another mister, Miss London Adore. How are you? Hi, everybody. And hi, Ginger. How are hi. you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being had. We yes. appreciate it. Now, we are, I, I am in Vegas, so I wanted to feel my showgirl fantasy. For those of you who are watching this on the interweb instead of just listening to it in your car, don't watch it in your car. Because we look pretty damn good, and you might get into an accident. Unless and I, it's a Tesla. I mean, I, te- I hear, oh. I hear now that you can watch TV, and your big the TV yeah. is this big in there, uh-huh. and it drives for you. Yeah. Well, I was actually I was at a gig one day. Uh, this was a couple years ago, and I guess like the self driving Teslas were just becoming like a big thing, uh-huh. or something like something that people were really getting. And this man stumbles out of the bar, drunker than Cooter Brown, girl. And he sits there, and I'm like, you're not driving, are you? Like, I'll get you a car. He was like, no, 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 my car will drive itself. I was like, what? no, it will not. Give me your keys. Girl, this car pulls up. There's nobody in it. And I was about to call Ghostbusters. And you said, what in the men in black is that? I did. I didn't know what, <laughs> I didn't believe him. But then I started looking into it, and apparently they have. there have been some accidents. Where it just doesn't like sense what else is around. Let's not get morbid yeah, well, with it. I mean, I was only going to pre-order one. It's this and that were to work out, but I guess we'll we'll look into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll look into yeah. it. We're gonna do our research. You know, it's it's not Fox News, so we'll definitely do a little bit of research. <laughs> we won't do any research at all. <laughs> so, how are you? I'm doing well. I am. I I just got back from a little vacation in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, and mm-hmm. soaking up the sun and some rain because of hurricane season. Um, that is true. It is hurricane season. But it's so crazy because even during hurricane season, it's such a lovely area to visit. And um, It is. And the thing about Florida that a lot of people don't understand is, yes, it rains all the time, but it rains in spurts. So it'll, like, come on real quick. And then it, my favorite is being at, like, a theme park. Right. Because all of the tourists don't realize, oh, this is, it's going to be sunny again. And they freak out. In 10 minutes. And they freak out and, and they, they leave. Oh, And then the lines they, disappear. You just walk into any ride you want. It's nice. It's so wonderful. So I went to Disney mm-hmm. twice, and both times that I went, now it was a Tuesday, but that we didn't even wait longer than five minutes. I will say, if you have to find silver linings to things like a pandemic, um, and yes, even though Florida has acted like we're, we've never <laughs> been involved in the pandemic, yes, there's still a pandemic out there. Um, but I will say that uh, uh, Disney in particular, I felt... Um, really took it seriously. I mean, of course, they want to open up the gates and get that money coming back in, but they are very strict no, about, I, like... I had my mask, like, just for a millisecond below my nose, mm-hmm. and somebody was right there to kindly remind me that I was very wearing kindly. it incorrectly. Very kindly. And <laughs> so I really appreciated that because, you know, I, I know it was an honest mistake on my end, but the fact that they went out of their way to kindly remind me, <laughs> um, it made me feel good about being surrounded by 
by the patrons knowing that they are taking such precautions. Yeah, and attendance has been... I won't say it's been down. I mean, it might be down. I don't know. I don't work for the company. But it wasn't my day to crunch the numbers. Right. But um, I will say that I know they've been doing reservations to get into the park. So they're limiting. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really limiting who goes in and out. And so we went uh, for my husband's birthday and we were never around other people. Right. It was kind of weird. But it was also. I didn't realize that some of the magic was the people being there. Honestly, yeah. it it was just the excitement of the youth and and mm. to help us remind us that we're old, you know, and <laughs> older, um, to, older than the children's, and um, but yeah, no, there was definitely uh, a plus side to the lines being non-existent. Yeah, it is very nice. You can get right onto the carousel of progress. Right. <laughs> Not that there's ever been a wait for the carousel. <laughs> Listen, there's always been a wait if it was hot outside. That is very true. It was that 15 minutes of the air conditioning. Mm -hmm. And just listening to that song. My favorite on any Disney attraction is when you go in and the animatronics are malfunctioning. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, of course, uh, when we went to the Little Mermaid show at Hollywood Studios years back, she turned her head and her whole ear with the earring and everything flew off into the audience. No. Yeah. And the kids just hit the floor. They're like, ah! And then I went on the the dark ride that they had there for Little Mermaid. Yes, I love Little Mermaid. And Ursula. And yes, I love Ursula. But there's something about these animatronics. Yeah. Girl. Her head, her whole head had fallen off. Well, it was just kind of dangling there. They are a little older. The animatronics. They, they, they could be updated every 15 years. They're celebrating <laughs> 50 years now at Disney World. They are. Which is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, this is not a Disney podcast. Right. If, if I mean, you if you are want to go, us, but... that's all on you. We were just talking about shared experiences. Yeah. Just I just went, you know, because, casually. Yeah, for my first time, whatever. Well, and it's so I'm glad that you were there to hold down the fort in Florida because I haven't been home in months. Well, and that's why I point. went. I knew that it had been a while since you were there, and so I actually walked in and I said, "I'm here." Yeah. For Ginger on her accord. And I said, give me everything yeah. that you would treat her like. My Honda with her With her booking fees. Yeah. Um, well, you know. Oh, good. Well, see, in Orlando, they don't they don't pay me. Right. That's why we travel. Okay. <laughs> exactly. They're like, here's $50 and a cheeseburger, yeah. girl. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> and two drink tickets. And don't forget to tip. Yeah. Your waiter. And the first Red Bull is free, but the second you're pushing it. Mm, and even then, it's like an Alani New. It's not even a Red Bull. Well, yeah. Actually, I really like those. I went to Target when we were in L.A. We were doing the uh, the promo shoot for All Stars 6. And Ugh, we walked into Target. Troubled life. I do. Well, <laughs> well girl, it was, it was an early morning okay. and a late night and all that kind of shit. And I, I don't really do energy drinks too mm-hmm. much because I've read, like, those articles are like, oh, his head exploded from yeah. too many energy drinks. Okay. And I also just don't like the way it makes me crash gotcha. afterwards. Uh-huh. Um but I, they, they didn't have any Red Bulls. They had this thing called a Lonnie New, uh-huh. and they had them in like different flavors and stuff. So I got them all. I was drinking them because they're delicious. Unlike okay. a Red Bull, I feel like the, like the flavor is really good. Okay, but that's dangerous. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I'm throwing them back, and yeah. then like they said, it was my turn to like walk that LED cube, mm-hmm. and I I was in those heels. I was like, <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> let's go. I was like one of those Teslas that malfunctioned. Well, see now, unlike you, I I do like to intensely crash um i drink red bulls like they are water yeah um in fact what you gave me here from the the sahara right here we are uh, sponsored by the beautiful sahara las vegas yeah these were three dollars at the video machine yeah and Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna be getting a red bull when i 
when I vacate. Well, this is just to promote healthy uh, lifestyles. Right. So this yeah. is going to be my my chaser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Red Bull. Are you into chasers? Up. Yeah. Well, you have to be yeah. in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you a chaser? If, if that is what makes the cookie crumble, I will do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what is it like here in Las Vegas? Because hot. you Well, it is hot. <laughs> I will attest to that. There is a it's swamp the underneath yeah. this fabulousness right now. Um, yes. No. Okay, I don't have any. I, ha- I already ha- I have mine. Okay. It's already it's, in there. It's a feminine napkin. Oh. Like a tampon. Uh, a or tampon. Like, or a <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> speaking of pads, uh, <laughs> padded queen. See, yes. where we're circling yes. back around so here. padded queens into the This business. Tesla is driving itself Tesla. back on track. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, everybody in the world, when you, when they think of Las Vegas, they think showgirls. Yeah, uh, the movie and the actual, totally. you know, lifestyle. Uh, the of Jubilee a show, the yeah. feathers and the back pieces and the mm-hmm. rhinestone. Yeah, totally. You're not from Vegas, are you? No, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Houston. I'm actually yeah. going to Houston next. Yay! I, I saw your story. Time. I saw you tag Blackberry. For yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, very yeah, yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. I love Houston. Houston is definitely home for me, for sure. I got accused on the internet um, of sleeping with somebody's husband You're so lucky. in Houston. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, mean, I don't think I have. Because, I mean, I really, I don't have the energy to get around, you know? Right. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? They're like, it was 2012. I was like, I'm going to stop you right there. I never went to Houston. I never really traveled much before Drag Race. So I wasn't even in Houston until 2016. So, girl. It wasn't me. It. it wasn't okay. me. And she was like, well, maybe she, she was like, and it, I was like, that was like 10 years ago too, almost. Yeah. And so like, what does it matter? Yeah, yeah. Right. Are you, I said, are you still with them? No, I broke up with them. Oh. Right. Well, why are you holding on to grudges, girl? We could be best friends. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, born and born in, Houston, in Houston. Moved here um, six years ago, the end of 2015. And what drew you to Vegas? So I just really wanted a new chapter. You know, nothing mm-hmm. was going wrong in Houston. I actually, I really enjoyed the shows. I was enjoying the people. My family's from there. My friends are from there. But um, I have been doing drag for three to four years in Houston. And I, I don't know. I just wanted a change of pace. So you've been doing drag, if I can do the math correctly, which I, it, uh, I am dyslexic. So that's almost 10 years. Almost, yeah. Almost 10 yeah, years. we're definitely on nine. So 10 will be next year. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have talked to several girls on this podcast, and, and they they were like, well, I've been doing drag for 10 years technically, but then we took a year off because of the no pandemic. Breaks. I was like, no, you were still yeah. doing it, girl. Yeah. Just because it was from the nipples up doesn't mean you weren't doing drag. Yeah. Yeah. So everything was going good in Houston. Yeah. And, and you then, just um, decided. You know, I, I kind of spontaneously at 21 just wrote a Facebook status, and I said, um, does anybody live in LA? Never had been. Uh-huh. Um, and so um, one girl was like, I live here. And so as tacky as it was, I was like, I've never met you. Can I please stay with you? <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, absolutely. Um, when do you want to come? I was like, okay, so I'm going to come for seven days. And she's like, I can host you for se- for five of those days. And so there was a day where, you know, I couldn't stay with her. And so I was like, does anybody live in Las Vegas? And so 
one of my friends in Vegas was like, you should totally come here. And I was like, okay. So I looked at the mega bus ticket and obviously things have changed over the years, but in 2015, the mega bus ticket was $4 round trip from yeah. LA to Las Vegas. It's still not bad. Yeah. Like even from Orlando to Miami, uh-huh. it, I think it's less than $10. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. So I just thought, even if I'm just going to take a picture in front of the welcome to the fabulous Las Vegas, I'm going to go. Yeah. And so I, since I was going, I had wrote, I had written, you know, were there any shows I could do? I could bring drag. And so um, I was invited to perform at Piranha Nightclub. And that's where we will be this evening. Yes, we'll be there later tonight. By the time you see this, this will have been weeks ago. Yes. But you can live vicariously right. in the moment. <laughs> So um, I did a I did a show and I met the owners and the managers and they enjoyed me and they said you're welcome to come back anytime and I was like oh well, I live in Texas and they were like oh well you know if you want to come back we'll we'll work with you and we'll make sure your flight's covered and everything and so I visited four months at a time like in a row uh-huh. for like a week at a time and then they finally offered me a residency and I politely declined because I was so happy home and comfortable with my family and stuff. Well, and you didn't want to compete with Celine, you know? And see, that was the main, you know, struggle she, I was thinking, for sure. You didn't want her yeah. to feel uncomfortable. Well, and I can do that very easily. Mm, yeah. um, so, <laughs> so, you know, I got back to my apartment, and a couple weeks later, I got a, a letter on my front door, and it said that my complex was being torn down April of 2016, and so that I had to vacate. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I got to move regardless. So I called up Piranha and I was like, is the offer still available? And they said, beep, beep. And then you've been here ever since? I've been here going on my sixth year. Six years. Yeah. And you've been uh, exclusively at Piranha? Exclusive. Can we call it Piranha? If you like to pronounce it that way, you can do anything you it's want. It's just fun. As long as you don't add an S at the end. Piranhas? Yeah. Oh. Oh, no, they say it. Do they? Oh. Who's they? Oh, everybody but me. <laughs> I mean, when I tell you, if I go out of town and I say I live in Vegas, they go, do you work at Piranhas? I'm like, well, I work at one of them. <laughs> yeah, only one of them, though. But, but I, I think in Spanish, Piranha is typically pronounced with an S. Don't ask me like how. Like at the end of it? Yeah, don't ask or me. Or like in the middle. Well, lasagna. Well, it's it's not lasagna, but at the end, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's the vibe at Piranha? What what has kept you there for Six years. So I am absolutely in love with meeting new people every night. Uh So when I tell you, it definitely has pros and cons. I can meet somebody on my left from Germany Mm -hmm. who's visiting for three days. I can meet someone on my right who's from, you know, Oakland, California. And then an hour later, I'll meet somebody who's from Switzerland. And then I'll meet somebody from Mexico City. And being able to meet different people from different areas and talk to them about what they do for a living and how long they're visiting and what they have planned while they're visiting here. Sometimes they invite me to go do things. And yeah. I'm able to. Like anal. Well, yeah, only. <laughs> only. Um, <laughs> um, so sometimes I'm able to experience temporary new friends. Mm-hmm. And then they leave. And, you know, it's like grinder. You never talk to them again. <laughs> um, Until you find yourself, like, randomly going to one of these places. Like, uh, somewhere exotic. Yeah. Like Oakland, California. Yeah, well, you know, and... and <laughs> Really exotic up in my Anaheim. And, yeah, and yeah. so you get there, and that's when they hit you. Do you remember? They're like, do you remember me? We like, met. Yes, yes, I remember you. I literally yes. devoted 
days of my time. I remember calling my Uber to leave your hotel. Yeah. I remember. Exactly. <laughs> because you weren't nice enough to do it for me. Right. I had to do it myself. No promo code or nothing. How dare. Right. I, so you're is you're basically describing like Vegas or the drag scene in Vegas or maybe Vegas in general as kind of like the Epcot of the drag world because you kind of, it's a melting pot. You get all sorts of different people. You know, I, I should describe the people like that, not mm-hmm. the drag scene. And even though most drag queens, and, you know, if I'm wrong, correct me, um, but most drag queens that live here are not from here. They're not born and raised here. They all move from different cities and states. And It feels a lot like Florida, particularly Orlando, in the sense that, you know, nobody really is from Orlando. We all migrate there. Like, I'm from Florida, but definitely not Orlando. And everybody in the drag scene, particularly when Parliament House was, like, at its height before, you know, rest in peace, that went away. Um, People were coming in from all over the world trying to work there. Uh Uh, And I I kind of sense that same vibe here. Definitely. I I definitely feel like that, too, for sure. Mm -hmm. And and there's definitely uh, an attraction about Vegas, for sure. You know, it's the lights and the people and our stages. The feathers. Well, it's okay here, it's almost like you're looked down on if you don't embrace the gaudiness of the glamour in drag. So, with that said, yeah. to add to that, because we're all from different places, people regularly on the daily will ask me, what's the drag scene like in Vegas? And it's so Here, hard. let me do it. What's the drag scene like in Vegas? That is so interesting that you asked that, because um, <laughs> I'm doing a, you know, a podcast right now with my friend. Oh, gosh. Um, so be- because of that, uh, <laughs> it's so hard to put my finger on it because you know I'm from Texas originally, and I live in Las Vegas, and I, I am a Las Vegas local, but I will always be a Texas queen. Yeah. So when people look at my style, they say, oh, you're, you're so Vegas. And it's like, well, I actually think my style is more Texas, because I think that because we're all from different places, unless you're wearing rhinestone feather back pieces or yeah you're doing some type of burlesque number there or pushing your cast members downstairs right and that's only if we're doing a reference to showgirls only? however <laughs> unless you're doing those things i think that all of our styles are so vastly different mm-hmm. that you can't say the scene is a certain way in fact i don't personally know any queen currently on any show that wears feather back pieces Mm-hmm. You know, what you would think in your mind, Las Vegas drag shows. No one does that. And no? So because of that, um, it's hard to really explain to somebody in a nightclub um, <laughs> with the music really loud what the scene is like. <laughs> it's hard to explain, like, this water is $3 right. in, in a, a nice, noisy nightclub. Right. So this will be my very first time at Persanias. Yeah. And we're really excited to have you. Oh, I am very excited to be. I I have wanted to go there for a long time. I've talked to Jada Sophia for forever about going there. Um, But can you kind of like tell me what is the audience like? So I'm trying to uh, like, of course, by the time you see this, this is already gone and done. We already have done it. You've already already seen it on the story. But exactly. But uh, so you can actually know what we chose before you actually know we're trying to choose it. Period. Look at that. It's like inception, dragception. Yeah. So what kind of numbers would go over well tonight for me? Okay. So as high energy as you can get, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean top 40 or, you know, or the bucking and the kicking mixes and the backflips. Cause I know you do those normally yeah. and you don't have to do them tonight because we can't. Um, 
you know, so don't upstage us, please. Okay, um, well, I'll try. So, but I always say, you know, when people ask me what type of music we perform, it's just upbeat. So it could be some crazy upbeat 80s cover. Okay. It'll go over well. Um, how, what I per- normally perform is what's on the radio, what's been on the radio, top 40. Um, I play it safe. I'm like, I just hope that they like Cardi. And then we just <laughs> we just go from there. If they don't like Cardi, maybe they'll really like Bacardi. Or, and they won't give a shit by yeah, the time we perform. True. So then if they have the Bacardi. You should do that. Dolly. Yeah. Oh, I love Dolly. Yeah, me too. Oh, so what I'm gathering is that I should definitely do a Whitney Houston mega mix, but only of the ballads. But I should probably put some whip cracks in it. like And maybe like just speed it up. Point two. I believe the children are the... Whoops! And then... <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you were going to do My Heart Will Go On, same thing. Just, you know, my yeah. heart... I want to do My Heart Will Go On because I'm a huge Titanic yeah. fan. Maybe not here, but um, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it should be in Vegas, right. but it should be at the Luxor right. where the Titanic exhibit is. And so you want to do that tomorrow or when do you fly out? Uh, we do fly out tomorrow, but we changed our flight so we could go a little bit later so we could go to that exhibit. And it's really beautiful. It is the really beautiful. Is so I've cool. been to it mm-hmm. and this is the one. Now in Orlando, we have a piece of the ship in our our. Uh, museum our titanic exhibit but here you have the big piece yeah they literally call it the big piece and it is it's massive i went into it with fifi years ago when we were here on the battle of the seasons tour and she got sick like it was just like the energy in that room it's very oppressive and if you're really like into auras and all that kind of stuff it's a lot but it's a lot of reading yeah i'm a reader i like to read like when i go into museums or exhibits like that mm-hmm. and so if you are I, of it course is, it is something really amazing it is it's yeah. um it's incredible yeah. it's so beautiful but she got so sick like to the point where she was about to vomit we walked out of that room and two seconds later she was fine she just had to get out of that room with that big piece of the, the ship so there over there do you get a ticket and you're a passenger yes okay. so it's the same company so that at the end, when you find out if you survived or not, mm-hmm. oh my God, the list of the survivors compared to the it's, list of It's heartbreaking. Didn't. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's really, as somebody who's been kind of like a Titanic geek my entire life, uh, it's a little disheartening that people think of Jack and Rose when they hear Titanic now. Right. I mean, it was Versus, a made up story. Right, right, right. But Versus like the actual tragedy. Yeah. Um, so what we're saying is, right, right. we're not so, sponsored. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Please go and visit go whatever. Go to Disney World. Go, go to, to Disney. the Titanic exhibit. Come buy a to $3 Las Vegas. water. Visit us at Piranha Nightclub six months ago because you were just now seeing it. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Talk to That's a Raven or Time yeah. Machine and come back. And mm-hmm. These are the only suggestions. Suggestions. Not required. Well, what we're going to do right now, I'm going to suggest that we take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back to dive deep into your past. (laughs) We'll be right back. And we're back. Oh, my goodness. So make sure that you go in and utilize our sponsor, because having used their their services myself, I can attest to the fact they are absolutely fantastic. Yes. Speaking of 
absolutely breathtakingly gorgeously fantastic ginger man look at me (laughs) i'm back here with my good judy london adore in beautiful las vegas we're here and uh, we are here we're here we are here season two i think we'll have started by the time this airs make sure you go watch that yeah i wasn't gonna throw that out because we've already talked about disney world i mean Mm -hmm. i didn't want to we're just promoting everybody we're not getting paid no (laughs) but i do want to talk to you a little bit about like why you decided to start doing drag in the first place Okay, you really want to dig into that? I want to dig into it. Okay, we're looking at like high school, mm-hmm. thought I wanted to transition. Okay. I had absolutely zero gay, queer, anything figures in my my horizon. Uh-huh. I didn't know who RuPaul was. I didn't ever see Mrs. Doubtfire. I didn't see the birdcage. I don't know how my life was so closed off. But it was. Yeah. And it wasn't until I downloaded the app <laughs> that somebody had a, a half boy and a half uh, girl uh, Like a profile picture? Yeah, yeah. A oh. profile picture. And I, I messaged him and I said, cool makeup. And I had, at the time, this was, I was 19. Uh-huh. I had already been playing with makeup in my room. And I, I didn't know what drag was. I So I had really thought this was a true... I had no, um, nothing was, um, I had no references. Yeah. So nothing was inspiring me to be anything other than my mental Mm -hmm. status. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And anyway, so I messaged him. I said, I love your makeup. So cool. And, you know, he was like, oh, thanks. I do drag. And I'm like, what is that? And he was like, oh, I, I lip sync and I perform in drag. I said, what? In your house? Like, this is the thing? Yeah. And he's like, no, I compete in a competition downtown in Houston. Um, the prize is $100 if you win. It's a, it's a weekly thing, once a week on Thursdays at this bar called Meteor, which no longer exists. Um, they demolished it with my apartment. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, weird, but kind of cool. But yeah. like, I had, even when he was telling me about it, it did not register in my head as. As anything, what it is. As what it is. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, you should totally come next Thursday. And so I was like, should I dress up? He's like, absolutely. So I had dressed up how I had been dressing up in my room, uh-huh. which was a style in itself. We've all been there. Right. And so I went there and I watched him. There were 22 contestants. I'll never forget. I watched every contestant. And by the end of the competition, um, I had realized that I wanted to dabble in it. Yep. I wanted to try it out. I wasn't an immediate, I wasn't immediately convinced I didn't want to transition into whatever at the time I was thinking that was on the other side. Uh-huh. Um, but I competed the next week and, and then I competed the next week and I competed every Thursday for six months. And I, over time, had realized that the path I was walking down before was not the path I wanted to be down. Mm-hmm. And I had found this different path off to the right and I had realized I could dress up the same way but almost a little bit more fun uh, and colorful yeah and um lip sync and dance to music I'm not (laughs) singing and win a hundred dollars if I was good enough and then that was what I wanted to do and six months in the show director that that was in control of this contest was like I have a show on another night at another bar. I'd love to book you. It's my first paid booking. Uh-huh. I was like, this is unbelievable. And 
I worked that, so it was on a Sunday. And from that Sunday, I worked every Sunday and then got other gigs in the same company. Mm -hmm. And here we are now. <laughs> wearing here you wigs, are now. Wearing wigs and, and glamorous hotels. <laughs> and I think it's very interesting that you bring up, you know, it, it was a path that you thought you were going to take and you just kind of turned off a little bit. It's yeah. not like you completely went the no, opposite no. direction. Same. I think what a lot of people need to realize is that, you know, some paths, they run parallel to each other. Totally. So you can go down one and hop right to the other lane and you're still doing the right thing for you. Yes. Don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and figure out what is right for you. Paths intertwine mm -hmm. you know they're they can become perpendicular and <laughs> not, that sounds kinky yeah they're not always parallel so yeah. they can definitely uh cross over and i would be lying if i told you nine and a half years into this i i don't think about you know body modification yeah. permanently and and living my life um maybe with a few few more wigs every now and then yeah. versus just the nightlife um, but you know, at the, at the moment, I'm still on that path that I yeah. chose after the original path I thought I was going down. Well, there you go. Yeah. And we love you, whichever path you take, well, thank you. just don't take your self-driving Tesla down. it. Well, and well, okay. Noted. okay. Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I haven't been approved yet, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to apply, you know, cause you, mm -hmm. they don't have a maid. You have to order them. Okay. Anyways, off topic. You have to um, order them. Yeah. I see. I didn't know. You any order that and you have to wait for them to make the Tesla. And where Mama, do they make it? Mama, it's custom. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a custom costume. Don't they do that for like um like Mercedes and stuff? Like for the I wouldn't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> Cro I drive a Chevy. Right, okay. <laughs> it's a nice Chevy, but right. it's a Chevy. Well, yeah. And is it kind of heavy? It's very heavy. Okay. It's a heavy Chevy. Um, and then my husband is Jewish, so sometimes it's a man of Chevy. Just Stop. for the holiday season. No offense to anybody. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. We celebrate everyone yeah. here. Good. Mm -hmm. So you jump into this, you get some paid bookings, and then what did you decide you wanted your career path to be? Speaking of paths, were you going to be a bar girl? Were you going to be like a, a Hamburger Mary's brunch kind of girl? Were you going to be a pageant girl? What was that? Okay. There's a couple points. Yeah. Um, we didn't have Hamburger Mary's in Houston at the time. Now there is one there. And it is incredibly successful. I'm so proud of Houston. I'm so glad that things have opened up mentally mm -hmm. for, you know, thank, thank goodness, the hetero community. They really love us dancing around. <laughs> they do. But yes. They really do. Um, and, um, okay, I have ADD, just a mild case. So remind me of the original question. Oh, it's just what type of drag, did like, path did you decide to go down? Okay. So, um... You know, I was doing the amateur contest. I got booked. I was just working in a bar. I never thought in my wildest dreams there would be a career. You know, I worked at Walmart. I worked at Sally Beauty Supply. I worked at this Italian restaurant in Houston called Asta La Pasta. Um, Asta La Pasta? It was fun. Yeah. Is it still a thing? No, it, there was a flood and um, it, it didn't survive. It took all the pasta. Yeah. That's it said bad. Asta La Vista. Asta La Vista Pasta. Um, and so I always had uh, a primary job mm -hmm. and then drag was just fun. Yeah. It was just, let me go to, I, I lived uh, north of downtown. I was like, let me just go downtown. <laughs> I had, I hid all my drag in my trunk of my car. My parents didn't know for the first couple years. Um, they really didn't know until I was like moving to Las Vegas actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll touch on that later. Yeah. Um, and so I had this, <laughs> 
this is going to stem me into, I never thought it would be in the clubs. However, the reason it worked out was because um, a long time ago, 2013, maybe going into 14, Kim Chi was a part of this party in Chicago called Neverland. Yeah. And it was, they... It used to be, it was Kim and Pearl uh-huh. and Trixie and, and, yeah. and Shay. And Shay, yeah. Yeah, it was like all of them. Yeah, real big deal. Um, possibly still is. I haven't fully kept up since the pandemic and everything. Um, but yeah, Kim reached out to me. At the time, I was painting my face and my body different colors. So oh. I was doing blue. I was doing Smurfette. I was doing green. I was doing the Grinch. And I would paint my whole body and do these characters, you know, and, mm-hmm. and shows and stuff. And she was like, I want you to bring your blue image to Neverland. We're doing a, a, a space galaxy out of this world theme for the party. That's cool. And it was like a domino effect. Me flying to Chicago, checking in on Facebook, um, meeting people. It was like within the next couple of months, people were reaching out to me from different states to then fly me out. And um, I've, I've now reached 21 states where they've flown me out to perform over nine years. Thank you. That's Thank you great. So much. That's I mean, and you are you're everywhere. Thank you. Like I, I mean, it. I met you through our mutual friend Chad, uh-huh. who owns Integration Wigs. Uh-huh. And then we spent some time together at DragCon. Yes, we did. Which was really fun. Yeah. But we've never gotten to sit down and have like a really in-depth conversation right. about like where this all came from. And Teslas. And Teslas yeah. and Disney. Yeah. And $3 waters. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you've been successful uh, first in Houston. Then you start to travel. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to take them up on this offer at Sersania's. Yeah. Here in uh, Las Vegas. And Piranha, yeah. And, and relocate. <laughs> yes. And then what was that like when you got here? I mean, were you on the plane or did you drive? So I flew. You flew. I actually, I, I threw away and sold everything that I had. Now, mind you, at that time, I was wearing Goodwill. Wow. Um, it wasn't until I moved to Vegas where I actually started getting costumes made and then learned how to sew. And and, and we'll touch on that in another yeah. minute. Because <laughs> if anybody out there is not familiar, this bitch can sew like a motherfucker. Your costumes are so good. Thank you so much. And they're just, they're they're very you and they're very distinct. Like you can look at a costume and go, oh, that's London. Thank you. But it's also just so rich and glamorous and fits every occasion. I love it. I'm, I am such a fan Thank of, so of that. Yeah. Um, so we will get into that in just uh-huh. a second if we both remember. Yeah, okay. Because you have ADD, I have ADHD. Right. And together. <laughs> and it, together. It's ABCDFG. We, we talk about yeah. Teslas. Yeah. Um, so... You threw everything away, and you're flying here. Was there? I threw. With, I flew with three suitcases. Three suitcases. Uh-huh. I I flew here with three suitcases. Does that mean yeah. I could live here? Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I moved in with my friend. They had they had a spare bedroom, uh-huh. and um, but yeah. was there a moment on that flight where you were like, "What the hell am I doing? I've really found my footing where I am, and now I'm gonna kind of like, not throw it away, but." Put it to the side to try something new. If I didn't have the, the, um, if I didn't have the job security mm-hmm. of working at Piranha, I was promised X amount of days for X amount of money. Mm-hmm. I had compared and contrasted with what I was making in Houston, and they were both equally good. There was nothing wrong with Houston, but I think that what helped of not completely freaking out was I had a really loving and long goodbye in Houston. I did Mm. multiple goodbye shows. 
Um, you know, I had friends who were show directors who who really helped me depart. So and, it's an easier transition. Yes. And yeah. in Houston, you know, it's crazy. There is just this big chunk of queens who are older and a big chunk of queens who are brand new. Mm-hmm. And there's very few in the middle. So at the time, I was in the middle and I was really close with the older queens and all of them, not one of them told me anything other than get on that plane and you do something next for your life. And because I had that support from queens who've been doing drag for 20 plus years, Mm -hmm. who had been in Houston for X amount of years or the whole time of their life in Houston, they all told me to go and do it. And I don't think that had I not had that support from, from my local friends and my local drag community, I would have felt as comfortable on that plane on the spirit flight um, over to spirit flight. (laughs) Had to pay all the bags. All the bags and yeah. the thing about spirit, we've I think we've talked about this before <laughs> too on this podcast. Um, I flew not spirit but Allegiant. I flew somebody else on spirit before because okay. this is the, what they asked yeah. for. I don't know why, but like when I flew Allegiant, you know every airline that you go to the the baggage limit is fifty. Well, yeah, yeah, until Unless you get poor. to Allegiant or whatever. Or Frontier. Yeah. Or Spirit. Yeah, any of yeah. those. And so I rolled up to this Allegiant airline. You were like with 49 pounds and you said. Girl, uh, yeah, it was like 47. It wasn't even yeah. 50. Yeah. They were like, oh no, our cutoff is 35 pounds here. Right. So then it was like another $100 for that. For that suitcase. It's like, I can't not travel with it because oh it's my job. And then I had my backpack as a carry-on and they were like, well, no, any personal bags you have to pay $25 for. So I had to pay $25 for that. Then they were like, would you like a sip of water? It wasn't even in a, a bottle. It was like, let me pour you a sip yeah. of water. And it was like 3 or $4 for that. And then. Okay, wait, let me. Do not. <laughs> do. This was also a very long time ever. ago. I okay. don't know what has happened there. But it was also hard plastic bucket seats. That was and almost that like is, a bench. That's luxury. It, yeah. Yeah. And you could pay extra to get on the Versus plane first. Um, so there were yeah. no like assigned seats. You just had to, if you wanted to oh, get first dip, like a Southwest, it was like another 50 bucks yeah. or something. Yeah. So by the time I ended up getting on this cheap flight, I ended up paying more than I would have just to go on you. Southwest yeah. or Delta or any yeah. of those. Uh, I should have just gotten myself driving Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So you said that you had a lot of support in Houston yeah. from your community uh-huh. moving here, but you also mentioned that your parents didn't know about London right. until you were moving here. Right. So w- were your parents like freaking out that you were uprooting your life? So I misworded, my apologies. They did know about London. They did not approve for the first two-ish years. Okay. I moved out of my parents' house at 18 and downtown wall-to-wall with the bar I was working at that got demolished. Mm-hmm. Um when I moved there, it was almost like a switch was flipped, not of acceptance, but wow, our son moved out. And the only way we can talk to them is if we are now, we're not, we don't put our personal feelings about what they thought at the time was mm. street hooking. Um, and a lot of parents do like, and it's uh, really sad, but you know what, after a couple after years of really thinking about it, I guess I can kind of understand times were different. Yeah. And in the hetero visibility of driving down a seedy road where you see people hanging outside of buildings mm-hmm. waiting for rides. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't know. Yeah. I guess you're, you're 
your mind can go to dark places. Yeah. And uh, of course, 19 year old me did not understand that. Very upset, very hurt. Um, I had told myself my parents will never go to a drag show. Um, anyway, so I moved downtown. They got a lot more accepting. And then I told them I was moving to Las Vegas. And it was like that switch I was talking about earlier had been ripped out of the wall and they were devastated that I was moving. Mm -hmm. And I, at the time I really couldn't help but think you guys had these, these years to grow and you haven't, and I'm moving, I'm starting a new chapter, you know, far away. And so again, it was like that switch pulled out of the wall. I was flying back and forth from Houston to Las Vegas once a month Mm -hmm. for two years. To visit them yeah when i first when i moved it was like i needed to move for them to realize that they were they were going down a different path themselves yeah and they should have been you know more supportive and yeah. they 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 became more supportive and that's good you know everybody learns lessons in their own time totally so it, as long as they do come around mm-hmm. you know in the end i think i think that you've been successful yeah. with that you know very grateful for where I'm at. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so now you're here. You've been here for six years. Yeah. Are you are you like the show hostess at Piranha? I am. I will. I, yes, definitely with the S at the end. Yes, um, Yeah, I. So there, um, there are about four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we all are. I'll say we all host at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am. I am the main resident host of our main shows for sure. Okay. So I will be hosting you tonight. I love that tonight at Piranha. Mm, Although your grinder profile said you can't host. At the house. At the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's just because it's messy. There's wigs, and if you trip, I don't have insurance. So I only host at the club. Yeah. Well, I'm a weeble wobble. So even if I, I'm like those punching bags. Yeah. You know, like the clowns, you hit them in the face and they go, ah, and then they pop back up. Okay. And so what? I just punch you into the apartment or what? Yeah. Well, if I fall down, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, okay. I just bounce right back up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's easy. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's good for insurance. Good. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's not true. I fell down the stairs in Chicago like four years ago, down two flights of stairs. Uh huh. Rip the heels right off of my shoes. Right. Every fingernail off my hand. Was it Nomi? Uh, it was Jiggly. Okay. I am convinced Jiggly Caliente pushed me down those stairs. Yeah. And, and if that's anybody why I didn't her lipstick. Well, yes. <laughs> and if anybody didn't get the reference of the nineties movie showgirls, Nomi yeah. Malone. Nomi Malone pushed Crystal Connors. Yep. Crystal Lee Connors used to have mousy brown hair and itty bitty tits. Yeah. It's amazing what paint and a surgeon can do. That's my favorite movie of all yeah. time. Do you know, I wanted to, before I knew what drag was, I wanted to be a showgirl. Oh, yeah. Because of that movie, I wanted to be a showgirl. And I didn't know, like, that that would ever be viable. I didn't want to be Crystal. I didn't want to be Nomi. I didn't want to be Penny. I wanted to be Henrietta. And I'm still waiting for somebody to get me that dress that goes, Yeah. We'll work on that. (laughs) Let's work on it. And then we'll go do a show over at the Cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Do you ever get, since it is such like a mixed clientele that comes from all over the place, do you ever get those people who maybe kind of mistake it for um, a strip club or a place where they can get a little rowdier and maybe a little handsier? Like, do they feel the privilege when they really shouldn't? Okay, so definitely we have the sexiest go-go dancers. And they wear just about nothing. Maybe... Three inches of fabric. 
well, that's why y'all hired me yeah. tonight. I am actually the go-go dancer. So we do have you on the set. Yeah. Um, you'll be doing six sets, 20-minute blocks. Yeah. Um, we get a 15-minute break in between. Good. Okay. So as long as you can do it, we're happy to have you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am nothing if not a dancer. Right. And we only do drag race on the box. So, <laughs> um, so with that said, you know, if you were to talk to a go-go, they would tell you nobody has respect for anything in their life because they just really harass our dancers. Mm. And then for the queens, you know, even though I'm, I'm rather covered today, normally my chest is more exposed. Your chesticles. And I think there is something about Vegas that people lose every inhibition yeah. and respect for mm. other people. And they go to grab and go to touch. and Or they want to touch the hair and oh, pull on the hair. Mama, they act like I'm a dog. Yeah. Oh, they're like, oh, come here, baby. Yeah, I was like, no, please don't touch right. this. Don't touch me with your COVID hands. It's going to also take me a very long time to reset that bang. <laughs> right. That looks so precariously placed. Exactly. Girl, there's three cans of freeze it on right. that. Right, you thought I just bought this at Walmart? <laughs> Gosh. So, have you ever it. had any, like, issues personally? Like, something that got out of okay. hand? I, in six years, I can only recall two issues, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. The one that was a real issue um was somebody in it was the first year that I was here they were filming us and I was like oh that's cool yeah and they had their camera and they were they were flicking us off in the camera it was like their camera was here uh... and their their finger was here and we just thought that was so weird and so at the time the host of the show went off on them as they should have yeah security escorted them out and that was that the second one was somebody was dropping quarters from VIP upstairs. And, you know, there is one thing to tip in coins. It's another yeah. thing for it to hit you, yeah. you know, being up up from up top. Mm -hmm. And a time or two drunk people have accidentally knocked their drink over. And so we perform underneath a railing of VIP, which is where your meet and greet will be tonight. I'll show you tonight. Mm -hmm. And every now and then somebody is leaning over and, you know, something happens. But Six years, and those are the only things I can think of. Yeah, that's actually very surprising to yeah. me. Not, I mean, only because when you watch movies like Showgirls, I know we shouldn't base everything in life no, on what we yeah. see in movies. But when you watch movies like that, it's like they're being so mistreated all the time by the clientele that just lose their inhibitions. Totally. And not to say anybody that comes here is bad. It's just, and you know, this you're is in that party my, atmosphere. And this is just my experience. Yeah. And I don't put up with a lot. And I think people feel that energy. And maybe they don't try to test me. Um, so if, if anybody's listening or watching that lives in Vegas and has an experience at a completely different experience, and I do apologize, I don't want people to think that nothing happens. Sound off in the comments. I want to know those stories. Yeah, if, if something has happened, I am I am not speaking for Las Vegas. I am just speaking for you, for myself in my, in, in my sector uh, at Piranha. I also feel like the world is at a different place now when it comes to drag, there is a, a certain level of respect yeah. that we have earned. Totally. And and uh, they don't always give us the respect that I think that we deserve. But I also have noticed a lot of progress. Listen, I see it like it is colored air in front of me. The mm -hmm. difference between, even in the last couple of years, let alone the last six years of moving to here, mm -hmm. I've seen so much... I've seen so many minds open up to not only attempting to understand what we even do. Yeah. You know, when you ask, mm -hmm. when somebody asks you what you do, it's like, well, I wear wigs and I lip sync. <laughs> and they're like, what? 
you know, <laughs> we've I'm 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 an actress. Right. And I lip sync to music I don't actually own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've seen I've seen people, especially in the amount of people that are in a crowd. You know, when I first got to Piranha, you know, these are not the, the true numbers, but I'm giving you an example. There were there were thirty people watching the show. Uh-huh. Now there are three hundred. Yeah. So I think over the years, you know, with the public eye, seeing drag, RuPaul, the show, everything that has that has drag related, queer related, gay related, LGBTQ plus related, that being on TV and the exposure for us has truly has people talking. And the yeah. more you talk, the more it becomes closer to something being normal. Mm-hmm. And totally off topic, but kind of the same. Jennifer Aniston did this interview. My good friend Jennifer Aniston yeah. from the movie Dumplin' on right. Netflix. Must be nice. Um, <laughs> yep. She was very nice. Still paying a membership. Um, I'm still paying for my Netflix <laughs> too, girl. Did I give you a, a promo code? No. You're like, I'm on here. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's like, what, $8? So she did an interview, and, and pardon me for not quoting it word for word, and I might have it a little mixed up, but this is the message. She was talking about how over the years, we have somehow normalized, whether it was positive or negative in people's eyes, um, women's roles in movies always being, you know, sadly uh, raped or being a victim of something or being mm-hmm. a sexual object. Needing to be rescued. Yes. Oh, there's always a certain um, image that women are given in movies. And over, you know, 100 years, we've allowed it. And we've accepted it and we've normalized it. And so she said, why is two same-sex couples on TV so weird? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know if the movie was, if the interview was from the 90s. But, you know, the 90s, there was such little, you know, if it wasn't yeah. for Ellen, if it wasn't for... the Will and Grace. Really? Uh, I mean, yeah. And I, I also remember, like, just speaking about the 90s and, and the community and all that kind of stuff my first real glimpse into the world of drag was Tu Wong Fu or uh-huh. Priscilla, uh-huh. particularly Tu Wong Fu. I remember watching it going, oh, wow. So if you're a drag queen, you live in drag. Like yeah. you're a woman. And I, it, it sent such a mixed message uh-huh. because when I did start doing drag, you know, there were people like my mother who that was her full reference point for drag really was like, okay. And she was never judgmental. She was just like, okay, so are you a woman now? Like, are you always going to be? And I'm like, well, no, I'm like, I'm Definitely still me. I yeah. dress, and again, it's good that we ha- had that representation in the in a time period where, totally. you know, we never did. Right. But it also was a little bit weird that it sent such a mixed message. Yeah. It confused me when yeah. I got into drag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so drag race is a thing, kind of takes over the world yeah. uh, and, and puts us all, like, in the public eye. Totally. How has that affected you? So, um, it's a roller coaster. Yeah? You know, there, there's so many things about it, so many mixed feelings. More positive, of course. Um, since Drag Race is on TV, you know, I mean, you know for a fact, it has just, Mama Drag Race has reeled in the entire hetero community. Yeah. They have no idea what hit them. Yeah. They don't understand a thing that's going on, but they would rather watch that than any program on TV. And without Drag Race, 
I don't think I'd be able to travel to different cities and, and I don't think I'd be able to perform six nights a week in Las Vegas at Piranha. You know, Piranha's a gay club, but mm-hmm. I'd say it's 60-40. It's yeah. 60% gay, 40% straight. And I don't think without that that representation of people who normally would never go out, respect, understand drag mm-hmm. or any gay community like that, without that, we wouldn't be as successful as we are today. Now, do you get those people that come up and they're like, oh, were you were you on Drag Race? Do you yeah. know RuPaul? Yeah. And then when you go, no, they're like, oh, okay. And they move on. Walk away. Yeah. That's so shitty. Yeah. It really is. And, and, oh, it is. I like to think that that's more of the exception and not the rule. Uh-huh. Um, just judging off of, like, my time as, as a local drag queen before I was on Drag Race. You know, I worked a lot with Detox and Roxy and all the Florida girls, all the Orlando girls. And I did, I saw that several times where people would come to the shows we were all in and they would go you were brilliant you were amazing oh nice job and then turn and walk away and then it's those same people that came back after i was on the show to be like oh you're my favorite i've always loved you i've always loved you and it it wasn't as often that that would happen but those moments did kind of sting i will say it's every night is it yeah it's every night um People say, you know, I look like any white contestant under the height of six foot um, on the thinner side with pale makeup. So if you can have an idea as to which queens those would be, that is a reference that I get every night. I I can. I am very well. There's been nights. Um, I'm very considerate as to my response. No, I am not this person. Um, And people do react as in like, oh. And, and I do feel like some of the comments are, it's a way of making fun of me. It's a way of them reminding me that I'm not that person or that I look like their style. And yeah, I can't help but think often, I've been doing drag longer than most of the references they're giving me. Yeah. Or I've been, I've been relevant for longer than what their style that they're showing off or whatever. Yeah. Like this has been you this has since been me. before yeah. that brand was. Yeah you know, uh, spread across the world. So, you know, it's unfortunate that people do make references like that in that way. Now Mm. there, you know, when you get the compliment, you know, when someone says, yeah, you look just like so-and-so and and it's a compliment you And even if it's not a full compliment to you, you can tell in their their mind. Yeah. Them saying that to you is their like, it's them telling you that you're the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, they're, it's all in the tone of voice and you know, when they're being malicious and you know, when they're being, Complimentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Has it ever pushed you to want to be on the show? Absolutely, yeah. Not because of that reason. No, but yeah. th- is that like a factor into it too? From what they reference me as? No, just um, the fact that there is a, a, a certain level of disrespect towards quote-unquote local queens. This is the whole reason we're doing this podcast right. is because I want the rest of the world who are fans of Drag Race, fans of mine, I want them to realize that there's so much more that is just so worthy of attention and love. And you have no idea how grateful I was that you messaged me to be on here because I just recently saw your um, interview with Stacy mm-hmm. in Seattle. Yeah. And I watched the whole thing. I thought it was so incredible. You sitting down with Queens and asking them about who they are and what they stand for and their story and how they got to where they are and what they plan to do in the future that exposure on your platform 
is gonna send that queen out to people who have never heard of that queen. Um, or, eh, or, and or, it will be shown to people who might be able to open doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if we go to the root of it, it's because of you really helping queens. Well, my goal, my whole philosophy in life is if one of us does well, we all benefit. I agree. And it, it's been my goal in life from since before season seven up until this day to make sure that we are all treated equally because we all contribute just as much. Yeah. And when I'm home, I've, I said it every episode, I'm still a local queen. I love window. that. Um, okay. So I know we've only got a couple minutes left, okay. but I have four questions okay. for you. <gasps> okay. All Split right. Fire. Let's do yep. it. <clears throat> all right. Speed bingo. One, what is the worst performance you've ever given? The first one I ever did. Yeah. It was Rihanna, Disturbia, didn't know a single word. And uh, I just hope nobody has a video. All right. We'll, re- we'll recreate it tonight. Okay. Oh, okay. What was your best performance you ever gave? <gasps> oh, that's tough. What's the one that you just like, when you think of, wow, I've really like done some great shit. What was that? I can't give you an answer. I can't because... After every performance, I've always said... I did this and this and this wrong. And I know that that's just me being tough on myself. Yeah. So I can't, I can't answer that. I, I'm so I want you to think about it. Okay. I want you to think about it. And then after this airs, I'm going to tweet your answer out. Okay. Uh, because everybody should be proud of the things that they do. Okay. You know what? Actually, maybe this was the status of the venue or whatever, but the night was my first night I ever performed at Showgirls. And Mickey's. Oh, okay. And it's, Legendary. it's on YouTube. Um, London Adore Mickey's. Um, there's a couple, but it's this one where, um, I don't know. Everything about it, I did like five costume reveals. It's my thing. Um, I can't dance, but I can take off costumes. There's but, such an energy at Mickey's, too. Yes. and I've never performed there. Uh-huh. And the whole reason that I haven't is because when I'm in L.A., I want to go see the show love at Mickey's. That. I love that. I, I, and I sit front row uh-huh. and I tip the girls because it's so exciting. Yeah. I just, oh, I love Mickey's. Yeah. Um, third question. Okay. What is your definition of a local queen? A local queen is somebody who performs regularly to promote and enjoy what drag is in the showgirl aspect. Um, doesn't mean you have to be a performer in the sense, but somebody who is active in the community and somebody who is fond of the public and the public is fond of them as a local successful queen. I think that sums it up. And my fourth and final question, what would be your advice to anybody out there that is just starting out into drag, anybody who is, is on their way to becoming a successful local queen? This is my favorite question because when people don't ask me it, I tell them anyways. (laughs) I believe there is a formula to starting drag and to discovering success aside from natural talent. So for example, you know, if you can do the backflip, if you can do a split immediately off the bat, you're going to have a great career. Yeah. No doubt about it. You can be entertaining. You just got to polish your look up and then you have the dance moves already there. But if you're somebody that is unable to do those back bends and the things the that, stunts the stunts i say that if you're starting out in drag if you are able to get costumes made there's always a queen in the city that either has costumes that they can sell 
or they know somebody who's making costumes, yes, they will be pricey compared to what you're used to paying. Yeah. Um, but it is important that you invest in your craft. With that said, from there on, start to check in on Facebook, post on your story on Instagram, tag people that you're friends with, take pictures of people, because the more you are exposing the world to you is the quicker people will realize who you are, what your name is, what you do, what your image is, and your career and your aesthetic will begin to grow simultaneously and you will blossom into a successful local queen of your city. Now, no shade to anybody who has been on this podcast, but that was the motherfucking tea. <laughs> that is exactly the, the what we are looking for. So um, I just want to thank you. I want to, you, you say, yes, you have to be present on social media. Where can all of our fans find you on social media? I'm most active with my costumes and my looks on at London Adore on Instagram, A-D-O-U-R. And um, of course, the Facebooks and um, YouTube and Twitter. I have a Twitter. Don't use it. Um, um, but if you'd like to follow, I might tweet once a year. Yeah. yeah. Grinder. Yeah. Uh, Growler Scruff. Right. Sniffies.com. Yes. Any of that. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, you can find me across all social media platforms. Just go to gingermingeonline.com. That's gingermingeonline.com. Not gingermingeonline.com because that is porn. Right. And you can find all of my social media there. I mean, you can find other things like gingerbitch.com. Yeah. And then when you come and find me, then you tell me about all those things yeah. that you found there. It'll okay. be fun. Okay. I will. I'll look into it. <laughs> London, thank you thank so you, much Ginger. for joining no, me. Really. I love you so much. I love you too. I can't wait to go and do this show, yes. which will have already happened a long time ago by the time they see this. We are on the way. We are on our way. And thank you for being a local queen and a hometown shiro. Make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, share share do anything that you need to do to get the word out because these amazing girls absolutely deserve it we'll see you next week